God's word for our meditation this morning is our epistle lesson from 1 John chapters 1 and 2. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is the word of the Lord. When you ask someone, how are they doing? How are things going? It's interesting the responses you get sometimes, isn't it? Living the dream, right? Living the good life, right? Or maybe same old, same old, right? Well, I'm, I'm vertical. I'm breathing. I'm alive. Another day. You get all sorts of different responses that you know, without them having to say, they're being sarcastic, right? These are the kinds of responses we almost begin to expect, don't we? When we ask people, how are things going? How is life, right? I'm here. <laughs> what if? What if we could honestly answer with a non-sarcastic, serious response that actually means something, that, that shows what's in our hearts and how we look at our lives and how we think about even the future. What if we could say to each other, when someone asks us, how are things going? How's life? We could say, I'm living the Easter life. What's that? What does it mean to live the Easter life? What, what does it mean that if we can actually say that sincerely and not sarcastically? Friends, we've seen the evidence. We've looked into the tomb, and it's empty. Jesus is no longer dead. Our Savior is alive. Easter does change absolutely everything. It has to. It has to look at what your life in this world is all about. It has to change what you do with your life right here and right now. Having a different, completely diff different outlook on your life in this world is living the Easter life. And so what is it actually? Well, John helps us this morning. 
through the inspiration of the Spirit here at the beginning of this letter. And we're picking up, if you notice, we're picking up right where we left off last week, from last week's sermon. It's the next verses right after. All right, in those verses last week, we heard John say, I proclaim to you, I testify to you that Jesus is alive, that he is risen. The word of life is there to live within you and give you peace and give you hope and give you joy and strengthen you. And then he comes with these verses to show us what difference this makes in our life, what the Easter life really looks like. Listen again to the first couple of verses. He says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we do not we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Living the Easter life means walking in the light and no longer in the darkness. This light-dark metaphor comes up so many times in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. I think about all the way back to the first verses of Scripture. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and God said, let there be light. Light. From which all life would come, and from which all life would be sustained. We hear in Isaiah that upon those walking in darkness, the light has dawned. The light has shone upon us. In the New Testament, we hear Jesus himself proclaim, I am the light of the world. Whoever lives in me will never walk in darkness. We, we look forward. Revelation talks about that we will get to live in the eternal light, in that place where there is no darkness, where there is no night. To live in the presence of God in that eternal light. And here, John, as he talks about light, says, God is light. In God, there is no darkness at all. It's this, it's this picture that we can understand of light and darkness of, with God, we have everything. We have life. We have every blessing. Apart from him, we have nothing. This light that God brings us into, he brings us into this fellowship with him. That is where we are, dear Christians. We live in the light. That's what the Easter life is, in the light of God, in the light of the risen Christ. But, think about your life for just a moment this morning. How much of your life is lived in that light, really? John says, if, if we claim to have fellowship and yet we walk in the darkness, we lie. And we don't live out the truth. Hey, take a look at your life. Are you actually living your life in the light of God's presence? Think about what you do with your time. Think about how you spend your money. Think about your watch history on Netflix. Think about the words that have come out of your mouth and even the thoughts that have gone through your mind. Friends, if you're like me, it won't take you real long to realize how often that darkness seems so, so tempting. 
or that darkness seems like the place where our sinful flesh just wants to reside because that's where it does. I mean, it, this is a good time to remember what God has called us to be, but yet what do, we, what do our lives often look like? What, what guides you in this life? Is it, is it the ways of the world or is it the word? I mean, take a look at what's most important to you in this life. What matters most to you? What are your priorities? If they look more like the world's than God's, and we claim to have fellowship with God, we claim to be living in the light, we're lying to ourselves. With God is being in the light. In him, there's no darkness at all. It, it can't be both. You can't have one foot in both camps. You're either in the light or you're in the darkness. You can't be in both. He says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with him. Then we have fellowship with one another. If we're walking in that light. So how do we, want to, how do we walk in that light? Because as Christians, we do, don't we? We don't want to be lured back into that darkness. We don't want to have the same priorities as the world around us. We know what our God has made us. We know he has called us into that light and he wants us to live with him in that eternal light. So how do we do this? John goes on to describe. The first thing he says is that we confess our sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Pause there for just a moment. I, I'm not sure there's many of us or any of us who would say, I'm not a sinner. <laughs> I have no sin at all. But when John writes through the Spirit here, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, it's that we don't recognize the depth of our depravity, how sinful we really are. I mean, again, think about your life. Think about your week. I mean, how often do you pause and think about your sinfulness? How much outside of those few seconds at the beginning of our service each week when we recognize our sins and confess we're poor, miserable sinners before God? I mean, how often throughout your week do, do those sins affect you? How often do you think about the sins of hurting people around you? the things you do or the things that come out of your mouth or even those sinful thoughts that go through your mind. <laughs> the Easter life is being real about ourselves. The Easter life is, is remembering why Easter had to happen. Why Jesus was laying Why just hours before we saw him suffering and dying on a cross. It's for us. It's our sins that caused all this. Our, our sins are the reason Easter had to happen. If we claim to be without sin, if we think we're really not that bad, or, you know, we're, we're better than most people, if we think we really don't have that much to repent for, or to be sorry for, we're lying to ourselves. We're deceiving ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Living the Easter life is being real about who we are. Realizing that by nature, our inclinations are only selfish. Our motives are bent towards that darkness. 
that we're number one. Living the Easter life is being real about who we really are by nature. But yet living the Easter life also means that we get to live in repentance. John writes, he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just and he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe it's not that your sins don't bother you like you know they probably should. Maybe it's not that you don't think a whole lot about how often you offend God throughout your week. Maybe you're on the other end. You're burdened with guilt. You're constantly asking, how could God love a sinner like me? You're wondering, how could there be forgiveness for every one of my sins? Because there's so many, and they've been so bad, and I continue to do them. Maybe you're on that other end of the spectrum, and, and you won't let those sins go, and there's so many people around you who won't let you let them go either. Is they're willing to remind you of them every chance they get. Friends, living the Easter life is not only being real about ourselves, but it's living in repentance. It's knowing why Easter had to happen and why it did happen. That Jesus was able to, on that cross, cry out, paid in full. The debt is canceled. Nothing is owed to God anymore. It's why on that cross Jesus had to die but then to prove that everything was done, he was raised to life for our justification so that we could be declared not guilty, not just of some sins, not just of the sins that we remember, but every sin. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and God is just and God will forgive us our sins. Not might forgive our sins, but he will forgive our sins, and he will purify us from all unrighteousness, wash us clean, that we can stand before him knowing who we are. Oh, we're sinners. Every day in thought and word and deed, but yet simultaneously, through Christ we are saints. We are holy in his sight. We are righteous, blameless. Through Christ Jesus, through his life and his death and his resurrection, you are holy in his sight. Because God is faithful. He promises that he remembers your sins no more. God is just. He punishes sin, but that, sin was, that punishment for sin was placed on your Savior and your substitute. And his Victorious resurrection from that grave means that it is all done. It's a fact. It's completed. And it's yours. Friends, living the Easter life is remembering our sinfulness. Confessing that sin. But finding in that crucified and risen Savior, Jesus, that full and free forgiveness. Remembering why Easter happened. Friends, that's living the Easter life. John goes on. 
And he says what's also involved in living this Easter life. He says, my dear children, I write this to you. Sin. Because now we know who we are. We, we are. We're sinners, but yet at the same time, God says, you are saints, you are holy, you are loved, you are my children. And now we are raised to be something new. Along with Christ in our baptism, we, our sinful flesh is drowned and we are raised to new life that desires new things. That my life is not about living for me, but it's about living for God and for others. That my life is not wanting to sin. That I'm a different person through Christ. That I don't want to live in that darkness anymore. I want to live as a child of the light and remain in that light. But when we do sin, John says, because we're still sinners. Living the Easter life is not now I'm holy and do everything perfectly. But now I live in repentance. I live my life daily that when I do sin, what do I have? I've got an advocate. I've got one who speaks on my behalf. One who sits at the right hand of the Father, the righteous one, Jesus Christ, who intercedes for me. Who is my constant reminder that my Heavenly Father is not waiting to punish me. My Heavenly Father's wrath has been satisfied that even when I do sin, when I don't want to sin, living the Easter life means daily repenting. The first of Martin Luther's 95 Theses, as that Reformation began over 500 years ago, was that a believer's life should be one of repentance. Daily living, knowing our sinfulness, going back to our baptism and drowning that sinful flesh there, rising to be something new in Christ, Living to be his saint. Friends, that is living the Easter life. That is living in the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. That is how we get to go and live our lives. And because of that, our lives are given new purpose. John finishes up this section by saying, This Jesus, this righteous one, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Dear Christians, living the Easter life is knowing that this is not just for me. That Jesus is not just the atoning sacrifice for my sins, but for the sins of all people, for the sins of the entire world. That, that I get to go and proclaim who this Jesus is. That's my job. That's what I get to do in this life. And it's what you get to do too. That you get to remind your spouse of this truth. That as parents, we get to teach our children these blessed truths to help them to grow and to know their Savior, to see their sin, but also their great Savior who loves them and forgives them and continues to strengthen them. For those who are blessed to be grandparents, you get to remind your grandchildren of these truths. For, for the neighbor who is ridden with guilt, you get to point them to a Savior who removes all guilt. For that friend who is overwhelmed with grief, 
You get to assure them of life after the grave. For that coworker who's struggling with what their purpose in this life is, what, what is this life really all about? And for anyone who gives that response to that question, how's life? It's going. I'm alive. I'm vertical. You know. You get to point them to something greater. Something beyond this life. Something beyond anything this life can offer to us. You get to show to them the Easter life and what it means to live in the shadow of Easter. It is a purpose-filled, peace-filled, promise-filled life that God gives us through that risen Christ. On April 18, 1521, if you do the math, it's 500 years ago today, Martin Luther stood before what was known as the Diet of Worms. He stood before the emperor, Charles V, and was given one last chance to recant, to go back on everything that he had ever preached or taught or written in his books and come back to the church of his youth. To say that everything he had written was wrong, it was false. That those truths of Scripture that the Holy Spirit had, had led him to see that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, revealed to us in the Scriptures alone, to let that all go and come back, Martin. On that day, April 18, 1521, 500 years ago today, Martin Luther, more than likely, shaking, trembling, afraid, said, I cannot, and I will not. My conscience will not let me do otherwise. Here I stand. God help me. Dear friends, we have these wonderful truths of Scripture that we still hold 500 years later. These truths that have been revealed to us. These truths that have to change us. Just like Luther, was, well, there was no going back. <laughs> there was no recanting the truth, so we too stand on these truths and we pray only that God would help us to know and to live and to boldly share this truth of this word, this word of life that alone changes absolutely everything for us. Friends, your life right now has a bigger purpose than just going to work each and every day. Your life has a bigger purpose than, than just being busy. It has a bigger purpose than, than your leisure and entertainment. Your life has a bigger purpose than just trying to struggle through each and every day. Your life has been elevated out of the mundane and the monotony. Your life has new purpose. Thank God for that. Thank God that he gives this life a divinely inspired purpose. And our priorities are different than the rest of the worlds around us because in this new life that we have in Christ, in this life lived in the shadow of Easter, we get to live in that peace of our, the risen Christ. We get to live in the reality of who we are and what we deserve, but yet by what God's grace he has given to us. Living in that Easter life is, is 
Not that my life is perfect and everything is just the way I want it to be and I don't have any troubles or struggles, no. Living the Easter life means that I have a Savior who is perfect for me. I have a Savior who loves me and died for me and lives for me. Living the Easter life isn't knowing that my future is, knowing everything that's going to happen in my future in this life. Living the Easter life means that I have a risen, ascended Savior who holds my future in his almighty, loving care. And that no matter what happens, I know that I'm safe. Living the Easter life is not just struggling through every single day. It's not just trying to make it through just another week, another month, another year. Instead, in that empty tomb, I have the promise of blessings that nothing in this life can offer. Forgiveness for every sin. Peace in my heart. Joy in whatever I do. Hope beyond the grave. Living the Easter life. In the reality of who I am, but in what God has made me. A sinner, but now a saint. Living in that peace. Living in that truth that we get to go and proclaim to each other. God grant it. Amen.